0: This is Hearts of Oak podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic, free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And good evening, Hearts of Oak. Uh, Wonderful to have you with us. Uh, We're doing this as a pre-recorded day before David Vance was very gracious and did this as i'm traveling um so hello to however you're watching uh, to the war room posse it's great to have you watching on war room on rumble and on getter i hope you make sense of david and my accents we don't have subtitles for those across the water we do about, but trust me you've got used to me enough on on war room for a while and um, david vance thank you so much for jumping on today yeah, absolute pleasure
1: uh, Peter and uh, yes hopefully subtitles won't quite be required for us but uh, uh, if people have uh, people have always had pr- trouble uh, understanding
0: what I'm trying to say so uh, what's new anyway it's good to be back and for the viewers and listeners at David uh, at oh what so at DVATW on Twitter um, and then where else to find you yeah, everywhere. Uh, everywhere that matters. So you'll find me on getter You'll
1: find me in Rumble. All under David Vance. You'll find me in Odyssey. You'll find me everywhere. Um, you'll even find me on YouTube, which I don't put anything out on because it's absolute digital aids. But nonetheless, I am everywhere uh, at this point in time. Anyway, Peter. So just put my name in. Best. Of, best of all, plug. If you go to davidvance.net you get you get everything it's, it's everything so it's all that's the central
0: repository for my for my wisdom and knowledge <laughs> so if you want david full and unfiltered uh davidvance.net and go yep. directly to the website yeah uh, before we get on to the the great day of rage that we're all engulfed in um and i see the sun is shining over there in northern ireland to, to celebrate the day of rage let's yep. start with one thing first, which is a story that we touch on uh, regularly, which is uh, let me, which is not that one. Uh, it is Mulveni, It is Dylan winning the award of the year for female. So let me bring that up, um, David. Tell us about this because we we see this regularly. I just felt bad for all the women who yeah failed to win the award. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, so Dylan Mulvaney, who
1: is a man who likes to pretend he is a woman. And here, I'm, I'm, honestly, where do you even start with this one? Uh, this is Virgin Atlantic. Well, there's a clue if ever you needed one. Virgin Atlantic uh, and Jaguar sponsor this event. And Dylan, Uh, the person who single-handedly broke Bud Bud Light, (laughs) Uh, uh, Dylan uh, wins the award for Woman of the Year. But he's a man. And like you, Peter, my response to this is, I feel so bad for women. There's loads of great women around who surely warrant, uh, you know, such an accolade. Not, Not this freak, because, I mean, I consider this individual has got some kind of problems. I think they're probably a bit mixed up and they need help. But all this is doing is demeaning women. It's insulting women and shame on Virgin Atlantic and shame on Jaguar because they should not be playing
0: along with this. I don't know what you think. Yeah, the whole thing about Virgin Atlantic because their their big advertising campaign is on LGBTBs, and they're talking about uh, the trans pilots. Now, that scares the yep out to me because if they have a, if they have two transgender pilots what drugs have they gone through that have never been tested so what issues do they have and uh it sounds quite unsafe so i hope they have a, a normal and a trans just to make well, sure nothing bad happens
1: well, well their ad their tv ad which every time it comes on mm-hmm. i i do it enrages me because it's it's every form of wokeism in about sixty seconds or whatever. And you're right; I don't want to be in a I don't want to be in a plane uh, where, where those people are in charge. But um, you know, it, it's one thing to to, to, to push wokeism in an ad, but in this case, in this particular thing, they are pushing a man into a woman's space, literally. A woman of the year should be a biological woman. Shouldn't be a man pretending to be a woman, you know. Uh, and, and and so, in a way, it's it's, it's it's funny, but it's not because it's serious because it's insulting and, ta- and eating into woman's space. You know, I mean, as a man, like yourself, Peter, I respect women and I want them to have their own things that they can get you know uh, uh, praised for and accolades for but no it's, it's Dylan Mulvaney I wonder what did was everyone given a complimentary Bud Light do you think at the event for probably free were,
0: probably were uh yeah as water yeah it's good to hand out water yeah yeah <laughs> water. <of> water,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but 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 again it's, we see it time and time again and I think, David, our job is to keep pointing out the insanity, and hopefully the penny may drop that it is complete insanity and not the normal way for society. Um, yeah, so, sorry, but Peter, but don't you think they see that?
1: Don't you think Virgin <laughs> Atlantic and Jaguar see? They must see surely what they're doing, you know, which makes it all the more, all the more wicked. Uh, and, and, and as I said, for women, it's for it's the women I feel so bad about that, you know, I mean, we've seen this in, was it Miss World or Miss Universe there the other week? Yeah. Where a couple of men are, are in, <clears throat> in, in Miss Universe. And and you just think we are living in the final days of Rome where things which are untrue are being presented to us as if they are fact. And
0: Dylan Mulvaney may be many things, but he is a man. Yeah. Going on to how there would be no transgender awards in the Middle East. I don't know if Hamas are giving one out. But, so. but, but let's see what is happening. This is a one video you think you put up over in Paris. <laughs> And of course, yeah. I assume we're going to see many uh, videos like that. And um, it's it's early on into then, of course, the day of being announced by uh, Hamas in response to uh, Israel responding to having an attack on their border. Um, what are... What are you, I guess you have you have you seen any day of rage yet? And the only day of rage has probably been stuck in traffic in Northern Ireland. <laughs> yeah, it, it, over here,
1: I have to say it's it's, it's it's not really rage. It's more mild annoyance, but <laughs> day day of mild annoyance doesn't sound just as, as scary, you know, so we probably survive it okay. But back to France again. one of the things and I'm sure, um, in the next day so it will become more apparent. But I understand already today there's been a jihad attack in a school in France. I mm-hmm. understand a teacher has been uh, killed and several students slash pupils have been injured. Um, and so isn't, I mean, that clip you, you showed, Peter, that was obviously Paris. Uh, we, we all recognise the location. And, and And now we see um, it's being measured in blood, at least in one school in one part of France. So the, 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 it's very serious when people uh, like, uh, like Hamas uh, come up with these days of rage. And uh, in a place like where I live, you know, um, there, there's really not much of a, 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 an audience to be enraged. But you take it to Paris, London, Bradford, where do you want to go? New uh, New York? And you will see, there's a lot of people who could, who are foolish and stupid enough uh, to, to engage in, in such. And there's never an excuse for violence, anyway.
0: Yeah, there you go, Peter. LBC. Yep. It teacher. I, 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 and I guess this is <clears throat> this is the the beginning. Um, and uh, of course, the issue on immigration. I think I, I read somewhere. Earlier today, that border force had stopped. I didn't know border force in America stopped anyone coming in, but obviously they <laughs> supposedly <laughs> stopped two men from Lebanon who they thought. Uh, but and part of that's irrelevant because the problem is already within. Yeah, I mean, this this is the existential problem.
1: You've just put your finger on it. The existential problem is across the West, and, and, and not least here in the UK. There are potentially hundreds of thousands, if not more, of these uh, young military-aged men who have been coming here from 2015 um, illegally or indeed even legally. It doesn't matter. And when you consider like you, th- their numbers run into the hundreds of thousands, the British Army doesn't even have 100,000 in it. So, so, so we've imported a foreign army that's bigger than our own. And it's the same in France and places like that, other nations. And, and, and that's okay until you get something like this, and then that's where the fear is. I mean, it's maybe not coincidental, but I think four Jewish schools in um, Barnet have, have, have closed today uh, because they're, they are fearful. And they're fearful... Barnet has a fifty. It's actually got the highest Jewish uh, percentage population in London. Fifteen percent Jewish. There is mm-hmm. only ten percent um, um, Palestinians or, or yeah. Muslims, sorry Muslims. In, 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 in but even at ten percent, it, it scares and I can understand that the the, the, the families of the Jewish kids who who are, are 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 worrying about this. So the West is this is the payback for all the years where you Peter hearts of oak have been warning of the dangers of unfettered uh, emigration and and it's here and yeah you know i mean i know i've got an easy solution mind you do you want to hear the easy solution yeah mass mass deportation sorry if you come here and you won't assimilate and you won't play by our rules we don't want you but is there there a political will to do that no but there needs to be uh other than that we're, we're going to be doomed because, you know, I don't know how this will all play out, especially tonight, you know, when darkness comes, Peter. That's when you have to watch, although the French didn't even wait for that. Uh, <laughs> wait for darkness and, and see what happens. And, and hopefully it'll be all okay. But, you know, if folks are in London watching this, I mean, nighttime in London is not the safest time to be in London. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, develops. But uh, either which way, that's an appalling event in, in, in France, but, but not a surprising event. And I, I wish it was, but it's not.
0: Let, let me bring up a tweet that you, um, I think you had uh, retweeted, I think so, um, which was this comment. Uh, there was a, a conservative individual talking leader from Mass just called a global day of Jihad Friday, do not leave your homes, dennis or emergency, blah, blah. But then the comment above, uh, by someone who hadn't come across before, said, imagine if I told you there were thousands and thousands of them sat in hotels in every town and city in the UK. Yeah just waiting for the Friday the 13th and of course uh, boatloads loads of young men uh, and n- no idea of their intentions we would like to believe intentions are good but I think we all know that mm. it may not be the case for the moment and it may not be the case for many um, and mm. that is hugely concerned these hotels which I know you've covered we've covered are. Yep. A packed to breaking point with individuals who could rise up and if if even there were a percentage of them then actually it, it, it would be over for parts of the UK because there isn't the fight back or the push or um, the police or the army to actually combat that. No th-
1: there's not a resource to counter it and even in Northern Ireland which we started this talking about where there's it's, it's a, de- a day of mild annoyance um, I'm aware of at least one hotel in a part of the world you might know called Port Stewart. And Mm -hmm. that hotel is bunged full of the same kind of individuals. And it sits there. It's a hotel... But is it, is it a hotel? Is it, is it actually a military barracks? Is it, is it something that should not be there uh, or certainly shouldn't be used in that way? And I would say yes. And Marcher Lord, who I know from of old on Twitter, who put that comment up, uh, one of my Twitter pals, um, he's quite right. I mean, it's scary, isn't it? Every, you know, the government has willfully presided over this. They've turned our hotels into military barracks for these military-aged young men of fighting age. And who knows what their intentions are, you know, but none of them should be here. I know that because they all they came here
0: illegally and they should be thrown out. There was another, let's just give a, a little bit of a, a snapshot around. This was in Vienna that you put up and we don't need to play the audio off the video because uh, it's not in English. Uh, but this where you put, uh, or this was uh, Visigar 24 Twitter, Austrian police retreating from an aggressive crowd of Hamas report, uh, supporters marching the streets of Vienna. And you've yep. Vienna's Muslim Arab immigrants are chanting, with our souls, with our blood, we will sacrifice ourselves for Qassam, which is the armed wing of Hamas. Yes, uh, yes. And That's this is what we imported. Uh, I mean, it's, it's clear what the intentions are. And that's exactly the point.
1: In that tweet, I, I, specifically, we're chanting support for Kazam. It's the armed wing of Hamas terrorism that these people are supporting. I've seen loads of stuff on social media in the past sort of uh, couple of days saying, oh, no, no, they're not supporting Hamas. They're just talking more generally in terms of palestinian support no no let's dispel that that's that's a lie that's a, that that they're just trying to you know um uh, uh, distract us that was support for active terrorism that was support for the atrocities that we saw in in, in israel um uh, on saturday uh, it absolutely was i could say vienna it means nothing to me. But then you'd have to be a fan of music to get that one. But but that does mean something to me because just Peter, that was Vienna, but you could play videos from London from, did you see Bradford? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I put, out, I put out a tweet today. Bradford, it used to be an English city. I think that's how I feel about it now. We have been slowly taken over, demographically uh, altered, and it's not as if the people that are coming here are kind people and, and nice people. Because if you're supporting terrorism, you're just
0: not a nice person. Oh, yes. And I, let me pull another thing up on that tweet, and then we'll, we'll follow down that line. And that is what is underneath that tweet. So there is one of these kind of fact-checking things underneath. And it says, just so we don't have to worry, David, Austrian authorities declared this pro-Hamas demonstration to be illegal. As protesters gathered themselves, gathered nevertheless, the police forces encircled the protest, doesn't look like they are, and identified all of the attendees for further investigations and charges. (laughs) After we all get blown up, don't worry, they may find them. Yeah, I mean, that falls into
1: the category of things that never happened. Those police were in retreat. That's the first thing, as you rightly observed. They weren't encircling anybody, they were in retreat. And uh, it was the Hamas enthusiasts on the streets of Vienna, who 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 look to me to be the people that should be calling the shots. Um, so, in a case like that, but you're going to see so much of this, where our authorities are desperate to um, try and sort of sanitise that which is obvious. It was obvious what was happening there. You know, this was a pro-terrorism display on the streets of uh, of Vienna. And, and then people, and the people try to splinter it by saying, no, it wasn't. It was just support for Palestinians, but you judge the people by, I always think, Peter, you judge people by what they say as well as what they do. They were saying they supported the military, the armed wing, the people firing the rockets, the people, you know, machine gunning young people at a music festival to death. And they were supporting them. Why are these people in uh, Austria? In what way is that benefiting Austrian society? It's not. It's not. Those people got there in 2015 when Angela Merkel and the rest in particularly oversaw the mass invasion of, um, of Europe. And I was putting yeah. out a thing earlier today. I'm, I'm going to record a piece on this. And the basis for that lay in, if, can you remember a little boy called Alan Curdy? Alan Curdy was the little Syrian boy whose image was used and on the basis of that image, yeah. and it, was, it, was all, it was all staged, it was all staged Yep. I'm sorry, he, he he did drown, but it was manipulated. And um, the, the whole thing was actually a criminal enterprise by his father. But that image was enough to open our borders up, right? So that's why at this point in time, I, I'm trying my best on social media to say to people, be mm-hmm. wary of what you see, because things are not always as they appear, which is not to take away the atrocity on Saturday. Not, no mm-hmm. way to take it away. But I'm just sort of worried that, Europe got invaded over one image, essentially. Because in the back of that, I remember it well, Peter, anyone who kicked back, which I did against the Ice Delta, no, no, they shouldn't be coming here, sorry. Um, but didn't matter. Everyone said, oh, think of Alan Curdy and whatnot. And on the base of that, poor little boy, um, our, our nations have been seriously undermined. And uh, so um, I'm just, yeah, just what be, be do, can you believe your eyes in 2023?
0: I don't think you can. No, let let me let me bring up the the Bradford one uh, you hadn't mentioned. Uh, yeah, this little clip.
1: <coughs>
0: yeah, me a bit beautiful, it's like a tourism video. Don't you want to go there? <laughs>
1: yeah yeah a a jihad tourism video Peter Uh, you know uh Bradford I mean as I say these cities are almost to a significant degree are lost and they've been lost in a very short period of time you know over uh 20-30 years whatever I'm sure if you could go back in time Bradford wasn't like that then and then the big question is well what's it going to be like in 20-30 years time to come but where were the place questions where were the place there um did all the local politicians condemn what was happening there? Because again, this this was this was in support of Hamas terrorism, like it really was. Uh, and uh, silence. And there's a good reason. It's a bit like why is Sadiq Khan been so quiet? Well, I tell you why. He, well, you know why he's been so quiet? Because I think uh, inside
0: he probably thinks, yeah, yeah, my well, people. But but David, the police have got a duty to do, and they've got their duty is to arrest all those who maybe have tweeted that and spread hate and doing that. So come on, we have to yeah, remember well, what the rule is today. Well, that's right, actually, yeah, because you, when, when you say, well, where's the
1: police? Well, the police are busy. They're sitting on their laptops going, oh, look, a hurty tweet we better get right around there and sort that person out meanwhile a bunch of jihadis can go out and wave their flags and celebrate and plan goodness knows what and that's fine it's super duper fine the the failure of our law and order is 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 almost beyond words but it's at moments like this when you most need it this is when for example the jewish people in in barnet yeah they they need the reassurance that everything's going to be okay but you're looking to the police force, which is more concerned about someone who calls uh, a, a he, a she or whatever it is. They're more concerned about that. That's a priority, not, not this kind of stuff.
0: Well, David, I would say, it's, I think mean, it's you that's been a bit selfish because uh, the police could actually do their job if you tweeted less because yes. they wouldn't be busy. So it's, I busy. It, it's partly your responsibility. I know. If only we
1: all would shut up and just let them get <laughs> on with it. Everything's going to be definitely fine.
0: Let, let me play a clip. Avi Emily put this out about uh, large groups heading towards the uh, Israel Jordanian border. Um, I put out a few hours ago. Let me just play this clip again, just to give a flavor of uh, what's happening around the world. La
1: ilaha illallah. La 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 ilaha
2: illallah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar!
0: Allahu Akbar! So, Dave, there are a couple of things. Obviously, the the police do do nothing. Um, But, of course, you have the the elephant in the room, uh, which is uh, Islam behind it. And that mix, because they're chanting... Allah is great, and we're told yeah. this has nothing to do uh, with any religion. I'm thinking, well, it 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 may have a part to play. Let's let's have a discussion. But my huge worry is that because the West are refusing to even have that conversation, then you cannot understand where this hatred comes from against us in the West as infidels, but also against the Jewish people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: religion of peace. Mm-hmm. Seriously, is, is anyone saying what's watching that thinks, yeah, that's what peaceful uh, people would do? I mean, it's it's incendiary. It's it's uh, it, the clear threat of violence is there, and, and therefore it raises one of the big existential questions over time: Can Islam coexist with Christianity uh, or Judeo or, or Judeo Christian culture? Can it? And of course, I know that's not a conversation we're ever allowed to have on, on mainstream. But we can have it here, and, yeah, and, and yeah. the evidence seems to me not. Because again, again, you've, you've seen the comments on social media. I mean, if Hamas had the way, every Israeli, every Jewish Israeli person would be dead. They, they would be, and I've seen. I saw the most horrendous, evil tweet earlier today. Someone sent me, and it was somebody basically saying, "Yeah, I see the uh, gas chambers wasn't enough." It wasn't enough. These are the sort of people, uh, and now you know—you never know if it's a sock puppet or anything else on Twitter. You can't be sure. But but there's a mindset there that wishes harm on an entire people because they are Jewish. And you know, on 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 this one, Peter, I've tried to be actually quite moderate. I think I I I, I can see that. the, the, the Palestinian people living in Gaza, you, you could say there are some issues there, and you could say, you know, we, 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 we need to um, not impose collective punishment, which is morally and ethically wrong, and I get lambasted for saying that. Now, I see people saying, just go into Gaza and raise it. Raise Gaza. And I'm saying, no, no, that's wrong, because there will be innocent... Not everyone in, in Gaza is a Hamas enthusiast, and even if they are... This is an argument also I put out. Even so, the Hamas militants, they're beyond the pale. Mm. They, to my mind, take them out. No problem yeah. with that at all. The people who support Hamas, should you take them out? Well, you flip it into a Northern Ireland scenario. Mm. There was the IRA terrorists, so they were fine. I was happy with them being killed. But what about the communities that supported them? Yeah. Would it have been, would it have been in, good to go into the Ordone or the you know, uh, Bogside and raise it? No. no, that would have been wrong, and and, and you know and and so so th- th- there is a point here. Collective punishment is not the way. I know the Israeli the IDF want to be in and use as much as they can precision strikes. That's fine by me. I, I, I hard to see how you do that though in such a built up area. But um, yeah. th- th- this whole you know an eye for an eye and all of that is is, is not the way forward. Uh, I want to see peace in this region, but. How do you have peace with people who want you dead? And, and that, that's that, that's a hard question. And if you know, if I knew the answer to that, I would bottle it and I'd become a, a, a billionaire like Bill Gates, only less uh, genocidal. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah. So how do you do it? It's very very difficult. And maybe the West needs to keep its nose out of this region. Uh, again, I did a show, Peter, a couple of nights back with my friend Alana Mercer, who's now- a rabbi's rabbi's daughter lived through 67, lived through you know 73, mm-hmm. she knows stuff. And of course she completely does wants to say is really safe and, and all of that there. But she also made the, uh, you know, the, the, the valid point that uh, collective punishment is, is, is something we just can't ever accept. Civilized people can't do that. So all these right-wing neocons calling for collective punishment, I, 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 I refute that. But I, I am for taking action against uh, uh, Hamas. But uh, let's just not kill. You know, an innocent Palestinian child is the same value as an innocent yeah. Israeli child. That's all I'm saying. But at the moment, at the moment, sit and see social media and you're told, oh, you are a an Hamas apologist, which amuses me because I've spent my life opposing terrorism. But we're in one of those moments, Peter. It's, it's one of those moments in time. And I think... You know it's important to be measured and, uh, and, and try and find uh, the best way to to, to to get to a peaceful solution, but you can not have peace with terrorists, so you do have to figure out the terrorists. Having said that. Where was the Israeli uh, IDF? Uh, where was Mossad in terms of the border, the monitoring of it? How did this happen? Uh, big questions there, which Alana asked, you know was it was it done, is, was it done by de- de- deliberately? Back door, come in, masker, masker, some of us. And then we've got the green light to go in and level you. Again, I don't know. And, and it's wrong for people like us, I think, to, to be too in, you know, making too much of it because we simply aren't on the ground. It's like during the years here in Northern Ireland, people used to say things that I horrified me because they knew you yeah. were wrong. And, and so it, it, this is a bit similar, except there's a global aspect to it, as you point out, that we've seen Paris, Vienna, uh london everywhere you know the so it's it, it's doubly complicated
0: let me because well, just last thing we'll finish up on on this um and then we'll do another uh, two story to finish up it's this and the whole neocon push to war is intrigued. but let me pray this is what you had put up um hundreds of suicide drones launched from lebanon yeah. into yeah. israel looks like hezbollah have joined hamas and that's a a a one that's a, a dangerous escalation but two this rush to war and i've i've seen it um um part of me understands that you just need to use absolute force and obliterate but then this is not it's not a conventional war that whenever your enemy is in hospitals and schools and um, then that causes the consideration you can't necessarily just cruise missile the, the whole of of gaza as this rush to war and if you put your tinfoil hat on um uh, which we've never had on then the i guess the the whole industry because with um, the eyes of the world may be coming away from Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky seemingly getting less and less money. And Zelensky, didn't he, he, said, he said, there was a concern that the world would turn away from Ukraine and focus yes. on the Middle East. i too right there. You're going to not get this much money. So the industry needs a war as well. And that's kind of where my tinfoil hat goes on. I begin to scratch it and we commentate. But of course, we don't know what lies behind it all. No, we don't. No, no,
1: no, no you're right. But, but I, my tinfoil hat is never off, and I'm prepared to entertain any kind of conspiracy <laughs> theory in this because, in a way, you're right, though, Peter, the, 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 the spotlight has completely gone from Zelensky in Ukraine. I mean, you know, as if it's not happening. Um, and suddenly it's gone into the, 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 the Holy Land, into in, in this area. So, so, just like that, just like Thanos clicking his fingers in Avengers Endgame. Uh, and half the universe disappearing. Just like that, Ukraine and Russia disappears and now it's this. And the only thing that I sort of noticed was that NATO is is clearly, in my mind, the the main driver of the conflict we see between Ukraine and Russia. Mm. And when we look to the Middle East area, I think maybe some of the same powers and um, principalities are... Are, are involved here uh, as well. I mean, some of those people, well, quite many of the people in in, in Washington D.C. Um, you know, I mean, they're hot for war. W- war. Yep. What is it good for? Answer. Lots of money makes loads of money. The, the armaments people must be loving this chance to supply. You know, more money to the Palestinian uh, groups, more money to uh, more more weapons to them. Sorry, more weapons to to Israel. And, um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, I, it, I think, generally speaking, until you know all the nuances, and as we both know, history in this region is complex, it goes back thousands of years. Mm. And you don't want to be foolish and just jump in and say, yeah, this is our side. Uh, I, I'm on the side of innocent men, women, and children. I'm on the side of, of yeah, of innocence, human life. And those who would take that, then, yes, they need to be dealt with for sure. But when I see USS Jared Ford rocking up on the Eastern Med there, do you see that? And they've got another one coming. Alana, Alana Mercer said to me, an American uh, said to me, would it be better if America didn't get involved here? Because in this region, there are some major regional powers, Iran, israel israel is a major uh, uh power um lebanon all these areas let them find their own way and rather than the u.s continually getting involved and she was saying that that was her view and she speaks as a jewish person mm. um so i kind of feel that anything that de-escalates a problem is a good thing but back in i remember late february 2022 calling for de-escalation in russia russia and ukraine well that didn't work out too well because the war hawks the war pigs people like lindsey graham who's so excited oh he's so excited he wants to send everybody's son to be killed in this region um that like, like like i think that shows a shocking immorality you know why do politicians today not instantly think how can we come to peace how can we help these people in, these re- in this region with peace. Why didn't they think like that? Why is it, yeah, let's get in, let's give them more weapons, let's bomb the hell out of whoever it is. You know, and we've seen that in Ukraine and we see a similar mindset yeah. among
0: some for, for this region. Not completely. Let's go on to um, let's fire through three other stories uh, which are completely separate. And this first one has no relation to anything Islamic, of course. And this is the <laughs> grooming gangs um, just in case I said something incorrect and had any link, but just because it follows it doesn't have any link, of course not. Um and I looked at the story and actually David Atherton put it better than than, than the media, funny enough. Um, right on cue four men had been convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. Uh of girls aged twelve yeah. to fourteen. Yeah. Omer ben ridden, five counts of rape, Muhammad bedridden. I don't know if they're in bed, bedridden, but six counts of rape. Uh, huzeva al-Aboud, two counts of rape and Humid al-Sami, three counts of sexual assault um, and they sound like lovely English boys uh, yeah, but totally British. Uh, and again they, every week we would put up a story of, uh, of these continual trials of uh, individuals Muslim Pakistani men who are involved in group targeting and rape of of white English girls. And I think often the media tell us, you know, this is, it's it's gone away. No, and a lot of these are obviously historic that they haven't been prosecuted. um, But people on the ground say, look, this is still happening, they do this with impunity. So I think it's important to remind the viewers that this is still going on and whatever else is happening around the world, we have a huge issue in the UK of these gangs being able to do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, and, and you've been highlighting it in Furnace Peter for years, and I'm doing a lot of work on these, you know, grooming gangs that uh, infest our cities yep. and towns. And uh, anyone who thinks they've gone away is is just completely deluding themselves. This is real. This is happening. And there is, you know, you'd be a fool to not to see the connection. I mean, you know, and, and I, I know the games, the rhetorical games, people will say, well, if mm-hmm. you look at it as an overall percentage, forget that. These people have come here, they're first or second generation, and they're showing no respect for law and order. And and these grooming, you know, raping these young guys, it's, it is an appalling crime. But then, you know, you know the old maxim, import the third world and you get what happens in the third world? I, I was only talking about this in a slightly different context with London. London, female genital mutilation is still a thing. Yeah, it, it's, I talked about it years ago, and it, it kind of is, no, I don't hear anyone talking about it much anymore, but it's still a thing. Young girls are being savagely mutilated in places yeah. like London, but now probably everywhere. And, and that is the issue here, Peter. If you don't talk about things, they don't go away. They fester and they get worse. So the best thing we can do like you do, is to flag it up and to remind viewers and and listeners that, you know, I'm afraid this is a very, very real problem and where's the police? Where are the politicians? I mean, if Labour get into power, I mean, I I fear for what will happen because then they'll sanitise it even more. And I think the police try to sanitise it. But there's no sanitisation allowed or possible in this. It's just wrong. And I'm asking why these people in our country What contribution are you making to us, or to our nation, our British nation, beyond uh, rape gangs? Yeah. Well, if that's your contribution, out, bye-bye, go back to Pakistan, wherever it is, we don't want you in Britain. If only we could become tough. We're so weak. Or The politicians are so weak. You know, oh, but the ECHR doesn't allow us to do it. Just do it. Do it. Find a backbone, but they have no backbone. It's
0: Mindless. And the next story is what we do with individuals whenever they are charged sadly we've nowhere to put them so outrage over order not to jail rapists as prisons are full and David you asked well if we can't jail them then what can we do with them are you right there has to be a punishment and the best one will be to make sure they don't do this again um, yeah. but it's an about because again this is on this is on us uh, we have the problem we have we cannot point the finger and say oh it is it, those individuals or that ideology actually if we welcome it in then we are the fools for doing that and we are the fools for not actually locking people away and trying to protect society well that's right and this was a high court judge
1: gave the instruction to other uh, others on the bench that uh, if there is a rapist on 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 bail then don't send them to prison what yeah I mean I Peter that was a very uh, the words I tweeted there were very restrained uh, there certainly weren't what I was thinking um <laughs> you know it's, uh, you gotta watch the old uh, uh, censors but but fundamentally um, you know yeah uh, these could, uh, why is a rapist on bail there, there's a starting point why uh, they shouldn't be in bail that's the first thing and then the second thing in a civilized society if someone commits that heinous crime jail that's uh, for life. Plus, I'd like chemical castration if we mm. can't do a more robust version of it. Uh, as as a minimum, as an absolute minimum, to send the message, you can't do this in our country. You can you can do it maybe where your you know previous generations live, but not here. And yet we're saying, "No, no, the jails full. The genes are too full. Oh, who are they full of? Probably the likes of individuals who Christians praying outside an abortion clinic. Uh, full of." People who said the wrong thing and hurt somebody's yeah. feelings on Twitter. Do you know, th- th- honestly, th- this country is so messed up because there's this continual uh, aversion to actually dealing with the problem. And the problem is people who shouldn't be here.
0: Yeah. Let's finish off on COVID and the, the wonderful Captain COVID. Tom that brought hope to us all, David. you have been quite critical here. But here we have the headline, from The Sun and The Shocking News, exclusive to The Sun family commission. Yeah. We pocketed Captain Tom's 800,000 pounds. Daughter kept book cash, NHS COVID hero betrayed. Um, you say it was, it was a, a complete manufactured side and yet people fell for it, didn't even exist. Um, <coughs> do you want to just yeah. mention to our non-UK audience who Captain Tom was and what his purpose was? Well, well,
1: I mean, the cynicism of the British government back in 2020 uh, is like the peace of God. It passes all understanding. Um, Mm And the government were still the nudge units were manipulating people's feelings. So they seized on this 99 year old who had, yes, he had served in World War Two, But he, he, he wasn't exactly in the front line in World War Two, but he, he was in World War Two, And the, this whole image around him, and he was raising money for the beleaguered NHS mm. by walking on his walking aid, because he was 99, um, back and forth in front of his house. And so this was a PSYOP story. And people, oh, Captain Tom, we're going to, and he raised 38 million for the NHS, which presumably enabled them to do much better uh, TikTok dances in those empty hospitals where they weren't doing it thing uh, anything else um so uh so there was this 38 million that was raised but (coughs) and peter as as someone who's in the process of writing a book at the moment um it's it's hard work it's tough at 99 we're led to believe captain tom wrote not one not two three books and the profits (coughs) from those three books went straight into the funds of uh his family let's call it like that and so that was another i think that's where the 800 grand may have come from so so this whole thing was in my view uh it was a psyop um but but people fell for it back then people kept falling for psyops you know i think a lot of people have wised up since then but and and, and that's why i sarcastically said did he even exist Yeah. yeah he probably did do he sadly he died the next year he died 100 uh, but that was a fair innings um, but his family then you know showed their deep respect for what he was involved in by building a spa and a gym in the grounds of the the family home from the profits of what he had raised so and, and even that i would ask you see this 38 million that he, ro- he raised where did that go to exactly within the nhs what yeah. was that spent on we don't know that none of that was known so Government-manipulating, 99-year-old man, he probably didn't know what he was doing. So we we'll leave him and show respect in that sense. But I can't have any respect for anything else around it. He was conjured up as one of these figures, and the nation, you know, back when people were outside clapping the NHS uh, at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, they had Captain Tom walking back and forth, and the money was flowing in. And they always said, Peter, follow the money. And when you follow the money, in this story, it gets very dark and nefarious and and that's kind of sad but uh i don't blame captain tom but else i blame
0: everybody else uh and uh, as i say yeah it was just a psyop. up it's exactly the same as the, the story of the little boy alan Curdy, of, of an image yeah. a person being used for the government's aims and that's what they do called propaganda
1: We're, and because and they do it because <clears throat> it works yeah that, that one image of alan Curdy in 2015 did open the european borders that was it So some people were going back then, I remember people going, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't. I can't be sure. There's the image. Give that 48 hour media. All opposition wiped away, you know, and Captain Tom doing the walking, anyone asking questions about the NHS being. This, the hospitals were empty, they were doing nothing, yeah. sitting in the backsides. All of a sudden, oh, no but, no, but Captain Tom's supporting him, so we all have to support the NHS. So it's reinforcement mm-hmm. mechanisms, and they're very effective uh, if you use it around a 100-year-old man or a, a little 5-year-old boy, you know, whatever it is. Um, this is but it's been, it's, it's, it has been like that forever. It's just in the modern age, in this technological age, where we can chat this way and people can watch us, you know, those images can flash around the world and the impact they have is, 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 is substantial. Yeah,
0: 100%. Um, David, I just wanted just to finish off the play out with the video. Uh, and it is, I haven't watched it. So it is PC Pisspot, Alan Lawrence, He's giving yeah. us a warning. Yeah. So uh, s- sometimes Andrew passes a line. But anyway, I, I will, I'll play it and I'm, I'm sure it will be fine. But I just feel as though he will have an important word and warning for each of us as we uh, are in these days of rage or days Ridge. of myth, as you would <laughs> call it. So let me let me just play it out and then we'll say <laughs> goodbye to our viewers and listeners.
2: Hello, I'm Sergeant Constable Detective Officer Peter Pisspot from Twat Valley Police. Now, many of you will be aware that Hamas leader Khalid Mishal has declared today, Friday the 13th of October, to be a day of global jihad. This is of course very short notice and many of you will have had other plans in place. Obviously Fridays a working day and none of us had expected to have to deal with a global warmongering Islamist uprising. Of course, this is a huge inconvenience for us all, but in the interests of tolerance and inclusion, it's very important to accommodate these subhuman terrorists. We've already closed two Jewish schools in North London and are advising the Jewish community to stay at home and hide behind the sofa so that the streets are a safe and welcoming place for violent extremists. More than anything, in vibrant multicultural Britain, it's important that Islamist jihadis Don't feel discriminated against and that they feel they can engage in their traditional cultural activities, such as decapitating babies, without fear of suffering persecution from white people, who, as we know, are all racists to some degree. Now, many of you will be asking what role myself and my fellow police officers will be taking on this global day of jihad. Well, as always, on Friday mornings, we'll be doing our equality and diversity training. Our 80 grand year equality and diversity manager, Shaniqua, will be leading our regular African drum workshop from her wheelchair and after lunch we'll take to the streets waving little Palestinian flags just to let the jihadis know that this is their country as much as anyone else's. Obviously if we see anyone protesting the Islamist jihadis we will be arresting those protesters for hate crime. There's no place for anti-Islamist xenophobia in multicultural Britain. Now, obviously, if the jihadis engage in any violent conduct, or start looting shops or toppling statues or anything like that, myself and my fellow officers will be stepping in immediately to apologise for the colonial crimes of our ancestors and hand out rainbow badges in support of the LGBT community. Remember, love is love, be kind, and if you'd like to contribute anything to the Global Day of Jihad, you can always write something vaguely anti-Semitic on Facebook or Twitter. Take care out there. Have a great day of global jihad. Namaste, kumbaya. <laughs> um,
0: he he hits it every time. He's brilliant. It? I, I, I know, I've
1: not seen that one Peter. <laughs> absolutely brilliant on the button. And you know the really bad thing is that that that's obviously satirical, but it could be real. It could actually be real. That's the awful thing. But Andrew Lawrence, absolutely top guy. Yeah.
0: On that. A little bit of humor and a smile we will leave our viewers. David, always lovely coming on. and The viewers in this room. make sure you follow David everywhere, including davidvance.net, the website. So thank you, David, for joining us, as always. Thank you, Peter. Absolute pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoek.org. Thank you for listening.